Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. To celebrate Valentine's Day, we're discussing three romantic comedies featuring the lovable Imran Khan. First up, Imran Khan tries to find a boyfriend for the best friend he doesn't realize he's in love with, and vice versa. In his 2008 debut, Jane Tu Ya Jane Na, directed by Abbas Tirawala. Then he plays a slacker who doesn't believe in love until Sonam Kapoor enters his life in Punit Malhotra's bafflingly titled I Hate Love Stories from 2010. <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, isn't it like, don't they spell it that way because of like numerology? L-U-V and then Y-S for stories? I don't know. That doesn't seem neurological. This isn't adding like letters. And finally, he is hopelessly devoted to his childhood sweetheart, Deepika Padukone, who decides they are on a break when she zips off to Australia for a year in Danish Aslam's Break Kebad, also from 2010. Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Happy Valentine's Day, Matt. Yeah. Such as it is. <laughs> we, I mean, we are always celebrating love here at Bollywood is for Lovers. Yeah, it's not Bollywood is for Haters. Uh, but... But if we ever had to do, like, an evil Bizarro World show, that would be a good one. Yeah? Yeah. For April Fool's, maybe one year? Just us being assholes. Sure, sure. Let's do it. Well, let us know if you would like an April Fool's episode, Bollywood is for Haters. Uh, but this is not an April Fool's episode. This is a Valentine's Day episode, and so we are celebrating... All things love. Uh, Knew better than the king of love, the king of romance, (laughs) Imran Khan. Uh, So before we get to that, I think we just want to say that we have sent out all of the Biffle Points recipients um, their surprise. They have been sent out, everyone who has contacted us to claim their Biffle Points. They're in the mail. None of them have been returned to us so far, so hopefully we've put up enough stamps on all of them. Uh, when you receive yours, feel free to tweet it, tweet it, feel free to let us know, just so we know it arrived safely. Uh, and if you're wondering what we're talking about, go listen to our last episode, if mm-hmm. you have both points to claim. Yeah. If you reviewed the show last year or before, get in touch with us. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to say, we have to go listen to the, the past episode to, yeah. to find out about that. Download it a few times. Bump up the numbers. <laughs> Uh, okay, back to Valentine's Day. We had a few ideas for this episode, and unfortunately, they kept falling through. Now, I will say that... This is a classic story for us. Classic story. I will say none of those episodes are dead. We are going to be doing all of those episodes later this year. Um, so as you listen later on this, you're trying to figure out what were the <laughs> what were supposed to be the Valentine's Day episodes. Oh, it's a mystery. <laughs> uh, so they they are still coming, but we just we had some hurdles in sourcing some of the films or the films we could source. While the concept was good, it didn't entirely align with Valentine's Day in the way we wanted. Uh, and so we noticed that there were a lot of Imran <laughs> rom coms available on streaming on Netflix specifically. Well. So they're on like Netflix, they're on Amazon Prime, like his whole catalog is pretty widely, or most of his catalog is pretty widely available for streaming, and he was in a lot of rom-coms. We have liked the past three Imran Khan films we discussed on the show. Uh, so three? We, oh, Deli Belly, yeah. 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 So we thought, you know, let's let's revisit 
these Imran Khan rom-coms. Imran Khan, where are you? He was, I think, like such a rom-com staple from in that kind of early 2010s period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to get into these three films and to, to discuss Imran Khan, who I think, you know, we've really liked in the movies we've seen him in. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I like two out of three of these movies, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's always pretty good. Yeah, he's very compelling. We're, yeah, he needs a show, though. Yeah. Give Imran a show. <laughs> yeah. He needs to be... Uh, oh, he, he could be a new character on Made in Heaven. I think that'd be good. Oh, that would be good. He could be a rival wedding planner. Yeah. Kind of Bon Bon style. Oh, that would style, be good, yeah. Right? That'd be yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, so... There we so, go. Imran, you're listening. Uh, talk to Amazon about this. Uh, so before we kind of get to these films, I'll just give a back, bit of background from Imran Khan's Wikipedia page. Clearly, clearly the best source. He's the nephew of Amir Khan, who has produced many of his films. Uh, he is the grandson of director and producer Nasir Hussain, uh, who started out in the 50s, I believe. His stepfather is Rajan Janrath Zetshi. Hope I'm pronouncing that somewhat correctly. Uh, who, Matt, you will remember as the priest from 1920. That guy. He, he looks, has such a distinct face. Well, he looks like a, like a white Irish guy. Well, he does in 1920. <laughs> he did in that other movie where he was the main character's older brother, and he dressed in horrible clothes. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was, but yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely has a look. He's an interesting He has a very guy. distinct look. Yeah. Huh. As a child, he appeared in 1988's Kayamat Se Kayamat Tak. It's a big and, Amir Khan film. Yes. And 1992's Joe Jita Wo Sikander. Those are both Amir Khan films. In both of them, he plays a young version of Amir Khan. Hmm. And they were both directed by his uncle, Mansoor Khan, hmm. uh, and produced by his grandfather. I mean, who says that Bollywood is insular? That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be anyone's origin story. <laughs> He studied filmmaking at the Los Angeles branch of the New York Film Academy and studied... That happens in uh, Johnny, too. His, yes. His girlfriend of... is going to go there. Yeah, that's part of why I put in there. Although, I think she's going to NYU. Oh, right. Yeah, NYU. Yeah. But to study filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he also studied acting at the Kishore Naimit Kapoor Acting Institute in Mumbai. Uh, so he's... Money well spent. Yes. Uh, he debuted in 2008's Jane Tu Ya Jane Na, for which he received praise and shared the Film for Award for Best Male Debut with Farron Akhtar for Rock On. Hmm. Did I see the original Rock On? Um, I, I haven't know. seen it, so I don't think you've seen it. Yeah. I've seen I the know. sequel. It was okay. I can't say, guys, I saw that movie had a lot of Film Fair noms, and I can't say I agree. <laughs> he, he was okay, but like... Jane Tu, not Rock On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Rock On was decent. But, like, I cannot see the praise for that movie, really. Well, we'll get there. Uh, he then starred alongside Sanjay Dutt in Kidnap and Luck. Both failed at the box office. Uh, I think, I'm trying to remember if both of those were available. We didn't consider them. We saw them Luck. Luck they're was not... around. I, don't, I didn't see Kidnap. Yeah, we didn't consider them because they're not romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are kind of, like, interesting outliers in his mm-hmm. kind of short filmography. Well, then you can add that to Deli Belly. He's got kind of... The crime branch as well. Mm-hmm. He then bounced back with 2010's I Hate Love Stories, though his follow-up, Break K-Bad, did not do as well. We will be discussing both of those films. Uh, he then hit a hot streak with Deli Belly, Mere Brother Key Dohan, which were both commercial hits, and Ek Main or Ek 2, which did pretty decent business. Now, 
We've seen and covered all three of those films. Mm-hmm. And I would say those are still my three favorite Imran Khan films. I think they're all solid. Are we late period Imran Khan fans? Is that... I think that's more mid-period. Okay. What are you going to um, do next? Well, unfortunately, 2013's Matruki Bijli Ka Mandola. Oh, that's once... the weird kind of like political... Directed by Vishal Bardwaj. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That got really weird reviews. Yeah. Once Upon I Time in... Mumbai, Dobara, Corey, Terry, PR, Maine, all failed to connect with critics and audiences. People specifically warned us not to watch that last one. Yeah, yeah. Corey, Terry, PR, Maine. Uh, and then his last film uh, is 2015's Caddy Baddy, directed by Nilka Advani. You saw that. I've seen it. It's him with Ken Gunnaranowit. Mm. Uh, and so... Really? I've never heard of her. Who is that? <laughs> uh, for a variety of reasons, we did not consider that film for this episode. I did not like Caddy Batty. I have a lot of issues with where the plot goes in Caddy Batty, so kind of leaving the Congo Ranawit stuff aside. Regardless of that, I I really hated the movie. I, I don't hate Imran Khan in the movie. It's just it goes to some specific plot places that really angered me. Hmm. Um, Does Adel she end Heim- up in a coma or something and get married? No. But I will say that, like, Adel Heimeshkel, I have similar issues with that film. Oh, well, that was an insufferable film. Yeah, I don't think I'm giving too much away, but there was no way I was going to rewatch Caddy Batty. Um, and I don't think we are interested in talking about kind of going around and went on this show lately, anyways. Yeah. Um, she hasn't done herself a lot of favors of late. Yeah, so he hasn't been in a film in five, five, six years now. So presumably he's retired. Uh, but he did direct a short in 2018 called Mission Mars Keep Walking India. I don't know much about it. Hmm. It was just listed on his Wikipedia. So in choosing the films for this episode, we did put out a Twitter poll. We want to thank everyone who voted. And we said we offered four films. And we said we would watch the top three. Uh, and they are Johnny 2, I Hate Love Stories, and Break K Bad. The other one we put up there was Gory Terry PR Maine, um, which I was interested in partly because I really liked Ek Maine or Ek 2, which is with him and Karina Kaporkan. Um, so I was kind of interested, but Manish told us to avoid it at all costs. And luckily, it lost the poll. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a lot of people asking us why we weren't watching Ek Maine or Ek 2 or Me Brother Key Dolhan. We did already. It's because we already watched them. We did the Christmas episode for Ekman Rook 2, and Mary Brother Key Dolhan, I think, was in the Katrina Kemp episode, right? Yes, with Manish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Manish. <laughs> yes, and uh, we discussed Ellie Belly with Suchin. Suchin, yes, our good friends. Yes. All of whom have received in the mail <laughs> beautiful points, hopefully. Yes. By the time this goes out. Yes. Uh, so, Matt, what. What do you think of Imran Khan? We've now seen at least six of his films. I've seen seven. Oh, and I've seen What's Upon I Time in Mumbai, Dobara. See, it's it's like yeah, an A Y. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what do you what do you think of Imran Khan? Um, I saw some reviewers on Litterbox call him a beta hero, mm. as opposed to an alpha. I kind of see that. Um, he does play sort of like repressed people a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think every decade kind of gets its, uh, he kind of straddles the tw- 2000s and 2010s. 
like every decade kind of gets it's like romantic hero who isn't like a stud hmm you get, I mean, he's quite handsome. He is handsome, but he never gets to play, the like, first, he never plays a hot guy. The first, like, openly, the first legal openly gay magazine in India named him a gay icon. Hmm. Like, a little bit <laughs> in I, he's, like, he's got very gorgeous lips. But, like, in I Hate Love Stories, we'll get into it, he is a little bit of that kind of uh, boy type. And... The rest of them, he's essentially just kind of following the girl around or getting his heart broken over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I'm trying to remember, Ekman Rock 2, he was kind of suicidal, if I remember right. And Mary Brother Kidolhan, he seemed kind of hit his head on his shoulders. And Deli Belly, they're all kind of losers living in the house together. So, like, the thing I don't like about his movies, and I don't know if it's him, but it's definitely most of the movies he's in is that they cannot, like, unabashedly just be romances. Mm. They always have to be winking at the camera like, this is a romance, just like a, a Shah Rukh Khan film. Winky, winky. And Yeah, there's kind of a lampshading there. Yeah, it, it can never be fully sincere. Whereas, and he's a bit ironic about it, as opposed to kind of the way that, that a hero like Vrindavan embraces it. Yeah, or... Because, like, Humpty Sharmaki Dohania does a bit of that, too. It's all winky-winky. But instead, it's, like, he he embraces it, it. yeah. Yeah, or think of Ranveer Singh and Ranbaja Bharat or something. Like, he commits to it. Whereas I feel that Imran Khan is always at a remove. And I I wonder if maybe this is why he uh, he didn't kick off the same way as other people. I think he got his lunch eaten by Ranbir Kapoor and possibly later on Aishman Karana. Because they're, they're kind of taking... Well, Rabir Kapoor took over the sad boy roles. Mm. And then Aishma Karana kind of takes over the every guy roles. Same with Raj Kumar Rao, too. There's a lot of guys kind of in this in this playing field. Yeah, it would be nice to see Imran Khan. Uh, if, if he were to return to acting, I would certainly like to see that. Give him a, a gun. <laughs> a, I think it would be nice to see him in the kind of roles that Ayushman Karana has been doing as of late, especially knowing that, you know, at least some people in India think he's a gay icon. It might be nice to see him, you know, yeah. do something in kind of that Shabmangal space. I think he had a gun in Delhi Belly. But like, I don't know, get him in a gangster movie. Get him in a cop movie. Like those are sort of evergreen genres yeah that don't need as much buy-in from the audience mm-hmm. like something like loot case like he could be in a movie like that mm-hmm. i mean i like the main guy in that movie but that's the sort of thing he'd be good at because i thought he was when because that's what he's kind of doing in deli, in deli Belly, Belly, which yeah. he's really good at and in some of these movies uh, he's doing a classic uh, Cleo, don't get on that plane, run to the airport scene. <laughs> and when he has to do stuff like that and kind of like run away from cops and do slapstick, I think he's actually pretty good. That was it, a good obligatory Clone High reference. Yeah. I should get the uh, dolphin noise and start putting that <laughs> in too. Um, but yeah, I think it's just these love stories, they're very stereotypical stories but they don't lean into it. It's just like, yep, we know you like this sort of thing, so here's another one, rather than here's a love story but I, that I've been dying to tell you. I just want to clarify that it is Bombay Dost, India's first legal gay magazine that labeled him a gay icon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to give Bombay Dost What do you think, though? Uh, I quite like... I think he's a perfect 
rom-com lead. I was talking to Manish and I was kind of trying to figure out like who the Western equivalent Zach of Braff. him is. Oh, Zach Braff's not bad. In Garden but... State or like um, sometimes James Franco. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, Manish said James Marsden. And sure. I was like, yeah, I think he does. He's, he's he does very kind forgettable. Of a... He's a forgettable person like James Marsden. I like James Marsden. <laughs> Was he in X Men? Who I I yes, don't even know who he's he is. Scott. He's Scott right. Summers. He's, he's Cyclops. Cyclops. He's Cyclops. I like Cyclops. The, the most boring. I don't person. like those movies, but I like Cyclops. The most boring person in the love triangle. You can't have a film career being the Baxter all the time. No, and that's what he is in two out of three of these movies. I don't. Anyway, actually, I, all three of these movies, he's the Baxter. I think Manish. Uh, I think that's potentially maybe an accurate comparison. I agree with your Zach Braff as well. Uh, I I think yeah I think he's a great rom com leading man. Well I I don't respond to these three films as much as I respond to the the three that we've previously discussed on the podcast. I do really like him and I and I just wonder if maybe he entered the industry at a time when they really wanted to do those kind of like. The Dil Chatehay and the Socha Natha, these kind sucked. of like I, yeah. youth, like these more kind of quote unquote realistic because I actually think things have gotten more kind of naturalistic than than these ones. Yeah. Um, but these kind of like youth oriented movies. Yes. And and I think there does kind of be like an irony attached to that a bit. And so he just kind of like I think he came into the industry at a time when that was kind of in vogue, and some of these, some of these actors that have kind of come since. I don't remember when Rambir Kapoor debuted. I don't remember what year Sawari is, so I don't remember if it was before or after him. But I think you know, certainly like Rambir Singh and Aish Makarana, it does kind of feel like they've eaten his lunch. They've one hundred percent eaten his lunch, <laughs> and Rambir Kapoor especially because sad and. To a certain extent, Shahid Kapoor. Because mm. Shahid Kapoor's character in Jab We Met is very much an Imran Khan type guy. Like, mm-hmm. a sad guy who is not super impressed with his life, but he meets a girl. Like, that Sorry is... is 2007, so the year before yeah. he debuted. So, he had a lot of competition at that time, though. Mm-hmm. And even, yeah, Abbe Dale in Sochanatha. I think... It's too bad, because... He did such a good job playing against type in Delhi Belly, whereas Abbe Dale does that in uh, Dev D, and Rambir Kapoor does it in, I don't know, I guess Bombay Velvet. He doesn't really play against type that often. He's usually just a sad boy. I mean, he's either a sad boy or he's got like that kind of physical comedy thing going. Which right, is yeah, my, your, more bar- my your, mode. your Barfies, yeah. your Jega Jesus. Yeah. There was just too many sad boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the field was ripe for sad boys at the time, and some of them rose to the top. Well, and I wonder if kind of the thing, like some of the things that we've seen Imran Khan do best in, as opposed to kind of some of these rom-coms, but something like Deli Belly, that movie still kind of stands on its own. Like, yeah. there's still not a lot like it. No, especially like the sexual content and like the language and... It wasn't really violent, but like it was just kind of extreme in some ways that you it's do not see in often. A way. Yeah, it's, it's cra- very, it's quite crass, but it's also quite clever. Yeah. So, and maybe Imran Khan just 
decided he was done. We don't know. You Maybe. had I mean, you asked me an interesting question beforehand. Yeah, it's like it's not like he got me too or anything, did he? No, he's known for his uncontroversial lifestyle. Oh, well, that's interesting because I too am also known for my uncontroversial lifestyle. Uh, he got married pretty young, and from his early days in the industry, was open about the the relation his relationship with his now wife. You know, maybe that uh, handicapped him too, because sometimes you get that sort of Simpsons B sharps thing, right? Where you know Homer wasn't allowed to say that he was married to Marge, and she, she got really sad. But he's, because you you want the main character of a film, the, the the actor, to be somewhat approachable by women. But he's pointed out, like he himself pointed out when when that was kind of said to him, like you know, why are you open about being in a relationship and getting married so early on in your career, while other actors. And actresses are trying to hide that and trying to kind of see him available. And he pointed out that Amir Khan, Shavar Khan, and Rithik Roshan, uh, none of them have suffered from being married. Sure. But, <laughs> I mean, if you're just in the industry, don't do exactly what the big dogs are doing. Because they're the big dogs. There's already... But when they started, they weren't the big dogs. Sure. I mean, Rithik Roshan had lots of uh, help. I mean, so did Amir Khan, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a kind of a mystery. I... I'll say that, yeah, I liked one Imran of these. Imran Khan, where are you? I liked one of these movies out of three, but I it was not his fault. I liked his performance in all three of these films. I like them to varying degrees. I didn't hate any of them. I didn't hate them, but I thought that for the most part they were average to below average. But I like his performance in all of them. Yeah. And, and kind of, again, keeping those other films in my mind, I still think like Imran Khan. His later Khan, movies are much better. Um, later than this, yeah. yeah. I mean, Caddy Batty and well, Once okay. Upon I Time in Mumbai, Jabbar. Sure, I didn't see this. Although maybe you should see Once Upon a Time in Mumbai. Once Upon a Time, I Time in Mumbai, Dobara. I'm sure it's probably just A. <laughs> um, so that you can see you know, him with a gun in his hand, since that's something you want to see. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a proven character trait that people like to see movies about. Are you holding a gun? It's like a simple checklist. Is character holding gun? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm interested. It's like what Godard said about making movies. All you need is a girl and a gun. I was going to say all you need is Imran Khan and a gun, <laughs> but uh, you know, yours is good too. Uh, do you have anything to add about Imran Khan before we get into it? We should probably say, you know, we weren't watching Bollywood movies in 2008. Sure. We kind of started... Uh, actually, once I upon a time in Mumbai, Dabara was kind of where we started around 2013. Mm -hmm. So our statements about his career in the state of Bollywood in 2008 yeah, we and that we period. Yeah, we weren't paying attention. This is somewhat speculation from our own experiences because we weren't following the industry. So And also we don't typically read like gossip stuff anyway. No, but Blind that's just items. kind of our sense from, you know, the timeline that we have been putting together as we fill in films that we watch right yeah. and we kind of put them on a timeline of seeing you know like what was popular and what trends were emerging so you know i think we can see johnny too as part of kind of this youth oriented trend yeah it's definitely shot in a way that oddly enough it reminded me of reality bites kind of oh, i love reality Bites. i know you do i don't like that movie uh, I don't like anything 90s, but it kind of had like the the mid 2000s, late 90s. Like this is a cool thing for for the, for kids, mm -hmm. and it had kind of different. We'll get into it, but like 
the the way it was shot, it was very handheld and like trying to be hip and cool. Yeah. And I don't know if it worked, but that was definitely something they were trying to do. Do you want to to tell oh, us great. about the film? I get to remember the plot of this thing. Okay. That's a very straightforward plot. There's a lot of characters though. Yeah, I I remember rats and I remember meow <laughs> and I'm not going to remember any of their friends' names. That's fine. Okay. So Johnny 2, yeah, Johnny Na, whether you know or not, came out in 2008, uh, directed by Abbas Tirwala, and was produced by Amar Khan and Mansur Khan, stars Imran, Janelia D'Souza, Ratnapathik Shah, great, mm-hmm. liked her a lot, Nazirun Shah. You really, I think you really dug her like haircut and look in this. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. For 2008, I mean, that's, that's on point. Uh, Nazirun Shah in kind of a crazy role that doesn't make any sense which we'll get into because this is actually two movies happening at the same time and one of them is significantly more interesting <laughs> uh nirav mehta alishka varde karen majika suga dagarg renika kunzru and sohail and arbaz khan as two cowboys <laughs> essentially uh, they you, feel so calgary yeah you thought that they were from the alberta uh <laughs> section of rajasthan but uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, very bizarre, bizarre characters. Yeah. This was a critical success for some reason and also a box office success. So nominated for 12 Filmfare Awards. Yeah. Are you joking me? No. Um, best film, best supporting actor for Pratik Babar, Aditi's brother. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I didn't like that guy. <laughs> um, best supporting actress for Ratnapathik Shah. Yes. It won three. Best male debut. Sure. Best Music Director for A.R. Rahman. I've heard of this name. Yes, he was uh, nominated for three films that year. <laughs> Stack the deck a little. Yeah. And Best Choreography for... Yeah. The Papu, yeah. Papu Can't Dance song. I did kind of like the music in this movie. That was one of the stand-ups. Yeah. I mean, it's A.R. Rahman. So uh, the story begins um, sort of, I guess, five years ahead of where the main story happens. And a bunch of friends... And a new girl, who's one of their romantic partners, are going to the airport to pick up some people. And it's kind of left up in the air as to who they're picking up. Mm-hmm. But over the course of waiting around for whoever they're getting picked up uh, to arrive, they tell the new girl the story of Rats and Meow. And his name is something Rathor. I forget her name. But she, Oddity, yeah, and she's like a. She loves cats. She's always. She's wearing cat stuff. She's wearing cat stuff, Pink Panther stuff, and there's a Garfield at one point, and also she kind of like strangles a kitten oddly in one. Yeah, scene. that was weird. Like just, she was just clasping a cat. Yeah, the way life. that she's like holding the cat just looks really uncomfortable. Uh, she likes to get in fights with people, sort of like a Shoya Rise character in Action Replay. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. A touchstone film for us, action replay. And he... Hey, people really enjoyed the time travel episode, Matt. I didn't. (laughs) Um, And he is, like, committed to nonviolence. So one part of the movie (laughs) is that this young guy whose mother is Ratnapathik Shah and father is Naziruddin Shah. And I will say... Deceased... Rana Pathak Shah is always lounging around reading. Yeah. Like it did feel a little bit like her character was specifically designed to like pique your interest. I think of yeah. anything in this movie, you were just very excited anytime she was on screen, especially if there was a book in her hand. Well, she's your kind of woman. Matt. Well, she was reading some interesting stuff too. Yeah, she was. But like, 
Okay, so his father, who is like Rajasthani royalty, and done up in the whole sort of get up in a fo- in a like a painting on the wall. Yeah. That Ratnapathak <laughs> Shah talks to all the time, and he talks back. Right. And they kind of talk about you know their son. Nazirin has died in some sort of battle, something. <laughs> yeah. And his son is having dreams about his father, like riding through the desert on a horse, wearing like a mask over his face and trying to attack someone on a, a with a sword. And his father, the painting, is disappointed that he's not living up to the Rathor sort of family uh, tradition of getting into brawls, getting arrested, getting your heart broken, like all these sort of big movie type things, mm-hmm. right? So that's one movie already, <laughs> right? Sure. Because this guy, you know, he has to reconcile with his past, you know, get the girl of his dreams by getting into fights and getting arrested and all this stuff. But then there's the whole, this other thing where they decide that maybe there should be friends because... For stupid movie reasons, they don't actually just get together even though everyone and themselves know that they are in love with each other. Mm-hmm. So for contrived movie reasons, they decide to like find romantic partners for each other. Uh, Aditi, well, because like he wants like a sweet, nice girl and she wants like like a manly man. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's kind of insufferable. So he ends up with a girl named Megna. Yeah. Who... Is kind of a fabulist, and she likes to play a game called What's That, where she points at innocuous things and then wants someone to make up like a fairy backstory, like, oh, that's it's not a pile of suitcases, that's a bunch of chocolate cakes that they're giving to the king. It's kind of weird. And Aditi ends up with a guy who's rich, but also an asshole, and he has too much of a flirty relationship with his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, chaos ensues. <laughs> now, Arbaz and <laughs> Sahil Khan are really kind of the most important characters in the movie. Because oh, there are they? Also, the plot doesn't start until 50 minutes into this thing. Yeah. So, and, and again, like this is all being told to by this group of friends to, to the new girl. To the new girl. Yeah, while they're waiting at an airport. Yeah. So like it takes like 50 minutes of them just having parties and, you know, sort of innocuous um you know, young people things happening. They're all rich, by the way, so that makes things a bit easier. Um, but they go to the club one time, and these two cowboys roll up, played Again, by Sohail and Arbaz Khan. This feels so Alberta. They, like, ride their horses to the club. And, Matt, that would not shock me to see it happen here. It'd be a little bit we... weird in Edmonton, but if it, it was Calgary during the Stampede and there wasn't coronavirus... That would be happening all the time. Well, and like what where we went to high school, there was a special day every year where students got to ride their horses to school. Yeah. And then they would like hang out on the football field with you their horses. You knew people who did rodeo, like Oh yeah, yeah. So, so this is very much in our wheelhouse. Um, I mean it's not something that we particularly and liked the, at the, the time. The club they go to looks like the ranch, which is a club that used to be here in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, or like Cowboys or Cook County. Cook County. This It was just very bizarre because it all felt very, very Alberta. Or I guess like what people maybe assume Texas is like since people think Alberta is also like Texas. Yeah. So these rhinestone cowboys 
it turns out, I mean, none of you going to watch this movie, so I'm going to ruin a little bit of it. Turns out <laughs> People that might watch them. It turn, if, they, if they care, they've already seen it. But it turns out these guys are also from Rajasthan, or also Rathors. Yeah. And they have like left. cousins. Well, they left town because no one will arrest them. So they cannot fulfill the Rathor sort yeah. of um, thing that you have to do to become a man, which is like in a fight, get arrested. But if you're and ride a horse and ride a horse, but if you're the kings of town and no one arrests you, then you can't you know, do that thing. So they came specifically to act like assholes <laughs> and get in fights with people so that they could get arrested, and then they help um, rats out of a jam. Yeah, but like this is the most important part for you. Well, that's the most interesting through line of the movie mm. because two friends who are actually in love with each other, but then meet people who they are obviously not going to have anything in common with. That's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before. Whereas someone like trying to get away from his past and you know actually reclaim it by the end. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, this movie was way too long. Um, simultaneously, not enough stuff happened, but also too much stuff happened. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then the framing story. I don't know. I get they were they were doing. I don't know why she is so interested into this in this story. That yeah, exactly. Because we're. We're watching it as a movie rather than actually having been told to us like secondhand. Yeah, and it's not gets, as interesting a story as she, she makes you think it's way be. too into it. Yeah. Um, I hate to be a broken record, but I feel a bit about this film the way that I felt about Dil Chatehay and Sojanatha. Um, whereas I can maybe see why people connected with it at the time, but we've since kind of seen films that do this and I think do it better. And I, I thought a lot of Yajavani Hajavani while I was watching this. Yes, that's uh, a much better version of this because there's only four characters. Yes. And the two that... And I think you know, the side characters are a bit more well-developed. Yeah, it has the one to date good performance by Aditya Roy Kapoor. <laughs> it's true. Kalki Kolkland is always good. Mm-hmm. And Rambir Kapoor and uh, Deepika Padukone. The reasons why they break up make more sense mm. because... They're not already like together-ish by the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. She's a nerd and he's a cool guy. And then they start to get in together, but then they move away from each other. Yeah. Rather than, oh, just these convenient other people show up to screw up this nascent love affair. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think, I think it, again, it's not completely the same by any means, but I think it, it hits a lot of the same points. And a lot of the same beats. And I think it just does a better job of it. Well, you were also saying that this uh, um, this telling people the story after the fact is also kind of what happens in Del Chatehe as well as Soon of the oh, Year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the kind of... <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I want to compare to Student of the Year because they're, Student of the Year is a lot. But the just kind of like the, the frame story in the of where friends of the main characters are telling the story three idiots too i think because they're all yeah they're recounting their experiences with rancho mm-hmm. amir khan's character but like the problem is that in three idiots and student of the year and dil Chatehe, like lives are on the line whereas this is just like oh someone might have a broken heart yeah again like i her kind of buying into her friends telling this story I just didn't entirely buy. I guess I'm trying to imagine my friends telling me a story about their friends who I've never met and how I would become very bored very quickly. Like if, you they, would, if they were telling this kind of story. You would need either like 
elaborate mm. sex things that happened to make it exciting <laughs> or like people getting rested doing drugs getting too drunk like a bit more extremity needs to be in the story in order, in order for me to care about it is if i'm getting it told via the oral tradition yeah a lot of other movies have done this better yeah and the problem so. is that we watched all those before watching this one <laughs> so even though it may have taken place chronologically before some of the movies that we're comparing it to Mm-hmm. It's not as good. Yeah. So let's talk about Imran Khan, since he's the man of the hour. He got a lot of praise for this role. I think he's quite good. I think he's really believable. He's like the only character apart from his parents that I really remember. Yeah. Because like... Well, what about Sohail and Arbaz Khan? Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> the B-plot. They they are very memorable. And Aditi's brother. Please tell me about Aditi's brother before we get back Aditi's, to... Uh... <laughs> Aditi's brother is like a... I didn't think we were going to be able to talk about this movie that much, but we did. Aditi's <laughs> brother is a creature that only exists in movies, who is like a super talented artist, but also no one has gone in his room in five years. Like, <laughs> And he loves his mouse or his he's rat? He's like a pet rat. Yeah. But like, it's just annoying. The way that people depict artists in movies is very annoying yeah and uh also this was a bad period for clothes so he looks like a (laughs) bum you were constantly wondering if there was like supposed to be paint splattered all over his shirts or if that was just like a look yeah was it the style at the time like tying an (laughs) onion to your belt i don't know okay i don't know like Uh... Imran Khan's character in this is fine he actually has i think he's giving a good performance though like he has a dramatic through line he has to either kind of reconcile his history and also figure out if his best friend is also his girlfriend there's like six other people in the movie though and they are all given like equal screen time imran khan is not in it for as much as you would think Mm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't know two stars all right and with that we're going to go to interval yeah what are we listening to matt well we're listening to a song that i was kind of feeling pretty hard after watching all three of these movies (laughs) Uh, it's uh, I Hate Love Stories, the song, the main song from I Hate Love Stories, uh, which is kind of a fun cha-cha number. On December 12th, 1921, Edmontonians went to the polls and made history. At the time, Edmonton was just a tiny place on the map, comprised of just 59,000 people and still reeling from the devastating aftermath of a world war and a global pandemic. During that election, a woman the press described as a housewife received 3,341 votes and became our city's very first female councillor. Her name? Izena Ross. Join me, Stacey Brotzel, and my co-host Kim Ann Wilson on January 19th when we launch Searching for Izena, Unwomanly Stories of Female Leadership at Edmonton City Hall. On episode 7 of the well endowed podcast julian fade presents the final installment of trailheads a history of urban planning in edmonton 
They've covered a lot of ground in this series. They've looked at the pre-Ford and post-Ford history of Edmonton, how World War II influenced urban design decisions, how the personal vehicle has guided the way we prioritize our streets, how public transit shapes our city, and the challenges that come with designing an urban environment in a place that faces some of the longest winters in the world. In the sixth part of this series, though, Julian is joined by Andrew Knack, City Councilor for Ward 1, and Kaylin Anderson, the former director of the City Plan of Edmonton. Together, they'll look at the City of Edmonton's new City Plan, which was approved by City Council in December 2020. Now that we know the history of how we got to the city we have today, it's time to look to the future. What is the city planning to do to address the issues they've raised in trailheads? What might Edmonton look like in the next 50 to 100 years? For more information on the Well Endowed Podcast, as well as the Edmonton Community Foundation, check out thewellendowedpodcast.com. That was I Hate Love Stories from the film I Hate Love Stories. And now, right Matt... Now. A conversation I hate love stories. about I Hate Love Stories. <laughs> uh, I Hate I, Love you Stories. You have a ton of notes for this movie. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, it came out in 2010. It's Why direct- is it spelled like that? Did you Numerology. Across- it is not for numerology. It can't be. It's not like I'm, L-O-O-V-E. It's L-U-V-S-T-O-R-Y-S. I'm certain it's got to do with numerology. It's just bad spelling. You just don't understand numerology. No, I don't. Are you saying you do? <laughs> no. Uh, the film came out in 2010, as I was saying. It's directed by Punit Malhotra. It stars Imran Khan, Sonam Kapoor, and Samir Dhatani. It did well at the box office, and it had decent enough reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That is uh, damning with faint praise. No, no, it's not. It yeah, it is. Well. That literally, da- like, the, if it got decent enough reviews. <laughs> yeah, like, they weren't amazing reviews, but they were positive. Yeah. <laughs> People seemed to like Imran Khan and Sonam Kapoor's performances, but felt the story was derivative. It's funny to think that they probably brought Sona Kapoor as well as Deepika Padukone in as a way to like prop him up. But it ends up that he's kind of like one step on their journeys to becoming like pretty famous actresses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Imran Khan, the the women he has acted opposite, uh, just an embarrassment of riches there. He's romancing some know. fine ladies. And yeah. also, I used what's her name in her- Johnny too? Was, she was okay. She oh, just yeah. didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, she's she does a lot of, of Southern... Films mm. as well. She does a lot of Sethanian films as sure. well. Janelia D'Souza. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, she's, she was good. Yeah, she just didn't really take off in Hindi cinema the way that Sonu Kapoor, Deepika Padukone, Karina K- K- Kapoor Khan. I and, mean, Karina Kapoor Khan was already a big deal well before she sure. met Imran Khan. And um, Katrina Kaif. Like, Katrina Kaif, yeah. He's in early movies from three out of four of those. Mm-hmm. And we remember them a lot better. Yeah, and... Yeah, when we get to Break K Bad, that we had seen Break K Bad before we recorded this episode, and the reason was because we before were just, we started the podcast. Yeah, we were just watching everything with Topeka Padukone. Uh, so the the plot here, I think, is relatively straightforward. Imran Khan plays a bit of a slacker who doesn't believe in romance. Well, he slays he, with the ladies, though. He does slay with the ladies, but he doesn't really believe in romance. One might he, say that he hates love stories <laughs> would you he, say that maybe okay <laughs> he uh works for a big bollywood director who is a bit of like a sanjay lila Bansali type or he's definitely a joke on sound it's got at be. times yeah. yes or 
Yash Chopra, just kind of a director known for making big, sweeping, melodramatic romances. Opulent movies, big houses, mm-hmm. big staircases. Imran Khan wants to be a director, but that's not the kind of cinema that interests him. In Why wants... not? What does he think about love stories? <laughs> he hates them. Oh, okay. <laughs> In walks... He has a professional and a personal just taste for love stories. <laughs> In walks Sonam Kapoor. Uh, who I guess is a set designer, set designer, production assistant on this film that Imran Khan is working on. And she loves love stories. And she has had a perfect romance with her fiancé, Raj. Creepily perfect. Yeah, they've been childhood sweethearts and they're just destined to be together. Imran Khan and Sonu Kapoor start kind of like a workplace friendship that... Well, at first they they don't like each other at all. They don't like each other at all at first, but slowly Imran Khan kind of, you know, sucks up to her and her defenses kind of fall down and she kind of proves that she's maybe not as stuck up as she initially presented. And the two, you know, they they become one another's work wife and work husband. This also appears to have taken place at the Dharma Studios. Yes, yes. That was interesting. Yes, well, Karen Johar... Produced it. Yeah. Uh, and so she... What do you think of the term work wife and work husband? I'm not... Cra- I think it's... I'm not crazy about it, but it I think... It is in, very strange. I think in this context, it works. Yeah, I I think it's actually kind of symptomatic of a disease society where it's like, <laughs> we're at work so much and we have to deal with these other people. So let's kind of quasi have romantic feelings for them. It's weird, man. Yeah, again... I think it works in this context. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they become very good friends. But do they have feelings more than friends? And what will Sono Kapoor do about her fiancé? And will she go to New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> and in the first movie, did uh, Oddity go to the States? Yeah. Yeah. And in the next movie, does Deepika Padukone <laughs> go to Australia? Yes. Yeah. Women are just flying away from Imran Khan. Yeah, they are flying to multiple different continents to get away from Imran Khan. Now, I, you know, I will say I, I agree, you know, with the criticism that I read of this film that the plot and storyline is, you know, kind of like cliche. There's no, not much there. It's what? <laughs> but I do think. Wait, 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 wait. Two people meet. And it's like a cute thing that they meet, but also but they don't, they like, don't each- like each other. And then over the course of time, they do like each other. But she's got a boyfriend who's seemingly perfect. And like this slacker guy who we identify with has to get rid of this guy somehow. Wow. <laughs> Astounding. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very clear formula, but I think it's... It's done charmingly enough. And Imran Khan and Sonu Kapoor are good in it. Like, I thought they had chemistry. They yes. have chemistry. I don't think either of them are amazing in it, but... This is also not a movie that calls for amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe this whole thing is faint praise. I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. I probably won't watch it again. This was a two and a half out of five for me. It is exactly average. I thought the director guy was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Especially once he's trying to give Imran... What's his name again? Veer? Yeah, it was just Veer. (laughs) When he's trying to give Imran, like, advice later on down the line. I really, really like the song where they kind of show you behind the scenes of all these kind of, like, classic romantic moments that you see in kind of, like, Sanjay's films. The actress in this part, too, because 
there's actor and actress playing the main characters in the movie. She's like a dead ringer for Rani Mukherjee. Yeah, and then I and so I like how like the camera will be on her, and then it will kind of pan over, and there's like Stoneham Crude Board doing like PA things. But like, the, I thought that was a really fun and clever song. I really liked the first that. time, but they did that trick like three times. Yeah, so it's like the first one's like kind of behind the scenes. Second one is. Uh, Sonam kind of mooning around and being sad while movie gets filmed. And then the third one is Imran getting sad and mooning around while movie gets it filmed. It doesn't commit. All of these movies had like three too many songs. Yeah. It doesn't commit to being meta enough either. Mm-hmm. Like all of these films have kind of like characters who are. Bollywood I mean, adjacent. Yeah, Bollywood adjacent. Like they're interested in Bollywood. They're interested in movies. Actress, they yeah. want to be an actress. They want to be a filmmaker. This is the one where it like gets really set on like a movie set but i wish that maybe they had gone further with that like yes. i'm not saying it needed to go full-on om shanti om but it could have been fun if they had played it up it more and i think the times when the movie works the most is when they are playing it up yes I and mean, i like kind of like the mirroring at the end when they're sitting in the movie premiere and they're also like following Imran Khan and it's like yeah. mirroring each other the way that he gets like sucked into a rom-com when he hates love stories. Like, it's a good concept. I just wish know, that maybe it was more original. But Rabni Bonadidioti did that better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that's a little bit later. But, like, uh, a romantic comedy where, like, romantic comedies themselves are part of it. Yeah. It's been done. I really like the song, I Hate Love Stories. <laughs> uh, and I'll say that he is believable as a boy type. Who just gets drunk and hangs out with different chicks all the time, and is and, always watching bikinis on bikini yeah. clad girls on roller skates on his TV. For yeah, some his TV is always showing that, and he's like <laughs> kicking them out every day. Um, the girl that he hooks up with after that song, and then she's funny. I like she's her. She's funny, I but like, her voice was very annoying. I really like also that she comes back in an integral way in the plot yeah. later. I think that's really smart. Uh, and I also liked his kind of chubbier best friend who like is also pointing out various tropes on a on a mm-hmm. whiteboard saying like you're at this point next you're gonna run to the airport which he does mm-hmm. and also he has a hotness to craziness scale that he's pointing to yeah mm-hmm. that's kind of a you know that's kind of a sexist joke but also you know it worked he's a bit of a sexist character but yeah he also mellows out when he gets a girlfriend so yeah i didn't entirely hate him i i mean i didn't entirely love him but yeah he kind of looked like the main guy from Clerks, but Hindi. Rodney? No, Dante. Dante. Yeah. Rodney. <laughs> Who's Rodney? I don't know. <laughs> I hate Clerks. I know you do. But like, he has that sort of square face with like, a, with like a goatee. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so yeah, I think it was charming enough. I liked how... And I really... Dig it for stuff here. I liked how they said they were going to go get coffee and that also meant like drink six beers. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> Any movie that kind of has like a bar that the main characters frequent, that's usually worth mm-hmm. a laugh or two. And I like Sonam Kapoor kind of, you know, losing her, like loosening up. I thought, I thought that was good. The other guy's name in Clerks is Randall. That's Randall, funny. yeah. No, he's yeah. more of the Dante type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, good location photography. Uh, it's very cruel, actually, that we're watching these movies where people go to <laughs> Australia and New Zealand specifically, the countries that have done really well during the coronavirus. Meanwhile, we're stuck in Canada, you know, just moldering away. Yeah. 
Um, and just so people know, it's like minus what, like thirty four here with wind chill. Right now it's minus twenty six, but it'll go down to. But with wind chill, forty it's yeah. minus thirty four. Yeah. So, and if we say minus forty. It doesn't matter which uh, <laughs> scale we're using. It's the same. So we're stuck indoors. People are dying all over the place. And we're watching a movie about two people who can't get it together in Australia or New Zealand. So we're maybe a little bit bitter about it. Or I was. Um, but we need, mean no flack towards Australia or New Zealand. No, they seem great. Glorious, glorious countries. We'd love that to we go there. would love to visit. Yeah, we'd and love to live there, actually. We are so glad that that they are handling the pandemic well. And taking yes, it seriously. They are doing a good job, and it would be great if our leaders, you know, maybe tried to. All right. Well, now that we've steered totally away from the film, let's talk about Break K Bad, Matt. We actually saw this movie at least like six or seven years ago. Yeah, we, we watched this before we started the podcast, as we kind of mentioned earlier. Um, we did a deep dive on Deepika. Yeah, I was a Deepika dive. I was really into Deepika Padukone, and so I think we just watched everything that was available. Love Edge Call. This. Mm-hmm. A couple others. Cocktail. Cocktail. Yeah. The, her character in this is yes. kind of like a worse version of Cocktail. Well, I think... It's like it's like a, a progression. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's very... So this Cocktail comes out in 2011. This comes out 2010. I think it's very clear that like the step between this and Cocktail, her character here and her performance here feels like it's setting up for Cocktail. Similar outfits, too. Yeah, like this to me, I was just like, oh, you're starting to see, you can start to see. Her name Veronica, I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. You can start to see it come together. And so the fact that she does cocktail the following year makes Makes total sense. Because she's like, she's really good here, but she doesn't quite have it. And cocktails where it just completely comes together. I think she had a whole year to work on her drunk acting. (laughs) Because she's like, okay, drunk acting in this. But by the time cocktail comes out, excellent drunk acting. Okay, tell us about the film. Okay, so Break Bod after the break came out in 2010. Really? Also 2010? Yeah. Same year as I Hate Love Stories? Came out right after I Hate Love Stories. Wow, interesting. So this was directed by Danisha Islam, stars Imran Khan. Oh, we yeah, we didn't really talk about Imran in I Hate Love Stories, but believable boy energy. Yeah, I thought we did it. I think we talked about him. Okay, fine. Uh, stars... I said I liked him. I said I thought he had good chemistry with Sonam Kapoor. What okay. more do you want? Stars Imran Khan, Deepika Padukone, Sharmila Tagare, Shahana Goswami, and Yudhishar Urs. Said mixed reviews and average box office. Which is too bad because it is the best of these three movies by far. I think it's my favorite of the three. And I will say, I think that's partly because it has really good secondary characters. Yeah, it so, does. Sharmila Tagore as Topeka Patacone's mother, I think is very good. I think that's a really interesting dynamic that the that the film develops. It's almost more like older sister. Yeah. And then Goswami, who we absolutely adored in A Suitable Boy. Her nads here is my like my favorite character in the film. I just mm-hmm. think I think that's a really her and her brother Cyrus, I think they're really fun characters. Like they're clearly there for comedic relief, but I think they really like they end up really grounding the film. Well, the first two movies also had comedic relief characters. But the fact that we don't remember anything about them, apart from that one guy had a goatee. Well, Janet too. It had like six comic relief characters. too many side characters. And I, yeah, I just don't think the side characters in I Hate Love Story interesting enough. Like, Nads here kind of, like, she's a movie character, but she feels kind of fully realized. Yeah, I should probably say what the plot of the movie is. Yeah. 
Okay, so Imran plays a guy who he I think his dad runs a movie theater chain and he grew up at the movie theater basically. Mm-hmm. And his best friend was Deepika Patacone, although these are children, but they grew up to be Deepika Patacone, Imran Khan. And she wants to be an actress. So mm-hmm. over the Her mom's an actress. Yeah. Over the course of the very elaborate opening opening <laughs> credits. Uh, we Which get to, I really like how they like hide the names of like the cast and yeah, crew. It's, it very, was, it's very clever. It was a flex. You didn't need to do it, but you did it anyway. It was nice. Um, yeah, so you get to see them growing up as children. And then you get to see they're all at their friend's wedding. And they're having a kind of charming argument about like, should we get married? Is, is love worth it? Blah, blah, blah. And also, Topeka Patacone's wearing like a very low rise skirt. Yeah, you were very... You were you were bothered by the low rise fashion. Guys, low rise is not coming back. I refuse to believe it. Anyway, they're kind of like a cool couple, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not married. They might not. Doesn't really matter. They're still cool. You know, they seem easygoing. Well, he clearly wants to. Get yeah, he wants to get married and she doesn't. That's the issue. And I'll say that her character very annoying. Mm. Um. Deep Capetacone does a great job of playing an annoying person. Yeah. Um, she, her, her character uh, wants to become an actress, but doesn't really know how. Um, she And her mom is really against this. Yeah, her mom's like, you know, the industry's shitty. You don't want to do it. Um, and she's like, oh, I do what I want. Don't tell me what to do. So um, she jets off to Australia. Okay, so from what I understand, a lot of this was actually shot in Mauritius. Just saying. Okay. Well, I... It, it's, it's Australia in the film, but apparently a lot of it was shot in Mauritius. Is there really I mean, not a Gold Coast University? Is that... I don't know. But what? I'm assuming this, like, amazing... Beach house. Beach house that she ends up in, where the rent is absurdly cheap, and it's on its, like, own private little peninsula. Yeah. I assume that's Mauritius. Yeah. I guess that's that looks kind of mauritius right? Mauritius? Yeah. I think it's Mauritius, Yeah. yeah. It's where they shot Rogue One. That's the only thing I know about. It. Also, it's sinking mm. because of global warming. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, those are the only things I know about Mauritius. Um, the so yeah. podcast does well in Mauritius. We should learn more about Mauritius. We should. Let's do an all Mauritius special. Sure. I think the body was too set bad. in Mauritius. It's too bad there isn't like a month that starts with an M because we could have Mauritius month. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, I'm keeping all that. That's gold. Um, so she jets off to Australia to ostensibly go to acting school. Well, no, she's going to take a communications oh, mass program. communication. Yeah, but yeah. she kind of falls into acting after auditioning for a play. Even though her mom told her she was not allowed to do any acting. Yeah. Meanwhile, Imran's stuck at home. Doesn't like his job, even though it seems great, actually. He's working for his dad. He has he, lots of money. Yeah. Um, but he decides... But he's unfulfilled. Yeah. This is... This is kind of your Rambir Kapoor, uh, Shahi Kapoor type guy. Yeah. Who has a straight job, but is kind of bothered by it. And also a girl is given in trouble. So he goes to Australia after hearing on the phone. There, She doesn't call him for a month. She finds this crazy party house where Nads and Cyrus, I think his name mm-hmm. is. They have a bar slash tattoo shop slash surf shop. And they like anime. They have anime posters on the wall. And it's... Kind I think of, we we're pretty sure there's at least one in Uasha. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of those places that could only exist in a movie. Yeah, or in a reality television show. Like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they weren't shooting a show about 
you know, this this hilariously awesome life that they have. Mm-hmm. She ends up there and, yeah, doesn't talk to him for uh, 30 days. He calls up and she picks up and this other guy that's living there, uh, Rishab, I think is his yeah. name. He's like, get in line, buddy. Insinuating that he's going to, you know, have sex with Deepa Kapatikon. <laughs> and Imran gets very mad about this, flies all the way to Australia, beats this guy up, and then... Moves into the party house. <laughs> Even though they're broken up. They break up there, but he moves into the party house saying like, well... They were already on a break, but then, then they're really broken up. Yeah. Well, if we're broken up, it shouldn't really matter. I'm just your roommate now. Mm-hmm. So they live at the party house for a while. And eventually over the course of the movie, which takes like a couple years, uh, he starts a restaurant there. He starts like a food truck. Yeah. He does all kinds of jobs. Like he's a taxi driver and waiter and all this stuff and he actually kind of comes into his own like he mm-hmm. he starts his own company he feels good about it he's not stuck in his dad's work right meanwhile uh deepika is finding herself annoyed again and wants to leave so she does she goes back to um india to be in movies and these people kind of move further apart but like a rubber band that keeps springing back and mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was good like it's it's sort of adult in the way that, you know, sometimes people leave your life and regardless of how many big romantic uh, things you try to do, it just, they're gone or their feelings will change for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that felt realistic to me. And yeah, Nads and Cyrus, they're fun. Yeah, I think aside from the kind of like the person that you're interested in when you're a child, your childhood crush is your soulmate aspect of the movie. Which is just kind of a trope that kind of bugs me. Mm-hmm. I think aside... It's lazy. Yeah. I think aside from that, a lot of this movie really works for me. I it think ruins, it's really charming. The the thing about the growing up together as kids, it ruins the meet cute. Yeah. Like in I Hate Love Stories, they run into each other and they don't like each other. And that is classic romantic comedy. Everyone likes that. I think it's just When like, you grow up together as kids, you don't get to see them being two individuals who run into each other. They just have all this history. Yeah, I think it's for me, it's more that it's it's so overused and it's so unrealistic. I'm not saying I need my romantic comedies to be super realistic. Like Titley would be a really re- realistic romantic oh comedy, I think. I, I, not. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I just think that... I, yeah, I just think that it kind of... It's lazy. It's lazy, and it's just, it kind of rubs me the wrong way with just kind of how it ignores how people change over time. Though it and does, how children operate. Yeah, though it does eventually get there. Like, I think this film does a better job with that trope than many other movies. Well, better than uh, Johnny 2. Yeah, because it does acknowledge that these people change. It does... They evolve. That they evolve, yeah. And that maybe they don't evolve always in the same way and together you know i think imran khan and dipika padakon are both very good here again movies that they will do later we see them be better yeah but this to me just kind of feels like a precursor to some really great stuff from both of them yeah it's been a while since i've had a pretentious literary illusion so i'll I'll do one now (laughs) so this reminded me of anthony powell's uh 12 volume romantic roman fleuve called a dance to the music of time right. which i read half of because it's 12 volumes right. um and it's it's about taking people from like teenagers all the way up to their 50s and how people come into your life they leave your life they change you learn about them after they come back 
And this is sort of like that too. Like mm-hmm. it, it is actually interesting and very human to see what happens to someone after you, after you leave them or like people grow apart. And it's interesting to see how people evolve. Mm-hmm. And this could have done more of that, but it's also long enough as it is. But yeah, it, like, it, it's not something you see often in romantic comedies is what I'm saying. Usually those are well, very time constrained. I mean, it's kind of that like that kind of screwball romantic comedy thing where it's always about getting the couple back together. Mm-hmm. That's what His Girl Friday is. That's what the Philadelphia story is. So it has that template because it's about it's about a couple that breaks up and it and the thrust of the film is about getting them back together. So in that sense, like it does conform to some romantic comedy cliches. And I wouldn't say like it's an overall like realistic or naturalistic film, but they're just it feels like there is truth about human interaction and that kind of like that that feeling that you have in your twenties of kind of figuring out what you're doing and is this person that I've, you know, been with my kind of like my high school sweetheart like yeah how'd that go for you our, it went well oh, but cool. you know like you must be is, dating a really cool guy is that is that the person i'm gonna be with so i think there's just like i think this movie's really relatable that's ultimately what i'm getting to is i think there's some very relatable aspects of this movie underneath the kind of ridiculousness of this beach shack that costs this incredible beach shack on its own private peninsula that costs a hundred dollars a month to. ASD Pickup Patacone is sort of like a screwball heroine in this because she doesn't listen to what anyone says. She does yeah. whatever the does whatever she wants and just ruins people's lives at the process. So that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about the screwball comedy formula, which man, we should, I, I'd have to look at our list to see if there's any true Hindi screwball comedies that we've watched. Mm. But like, the thing about that is that. The people have more texture because they're usually mid thirties, early forties or yeah. so, and a lot of the time they're like a drunk writer or a heiress who's had fourteen, uh, you know, marriages go through. Like that gives people texture and yeah. kind of gives like archetypes that are fun to work with, as opposed to tabula rasa, two hot people. Yeah. Um, this movie also had some interesting visual flair that you don't typically see in this kind of movie. There's a scene where they're both talking to Deepika's mother on the phone, and she's got two phones in each hand. And then you get to see a split screen, almost De Palma-esque, let's say, <laughs> of the, the um, Deepika and Imran on the phone walking around the house. And eventually Imran realizes that he can hear Deepika on mm. the line. So he, while still talking, kind of runs around into her room and then jumps into her frame. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the sort of thing that they didn't need to do, but they did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. You like that. Yeah, it's, it's again, like, I think we... There are better things to come for both of these actors after this movie, but I think we both enjoy... I think we both kind of enjoyed this ride. Yeah. We've seen it twice now, and I liked it a lot better the second time. I was. Oh, I really? remember being disappointed oh. by it I the first time. the first time. Yeah, um... I Hate Love Stories didn't really have much in the way of visual flair, apart from some kind of interplay between the fake movie world and the real movie world. And then Johnny 2, yeah, Johnny Na had kind of handheld, almost documentary style in the airport. (laughs) Yeah, it feels very 90s reality bites. Yeah, and it's just like, 
you had to do this because you're just showing people sitting around an airport. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's boring enough as it is. You might as well give it a little juge with uh, yeah. the camera. So it's nice to see actual like filmmaking in Break K Bad was interesting. Yeah. Okay, so who ate his lunch though? Who specifically ate this man's lunch? You know, maybe he's just happy living his life. Who knows? I I would be interested to see if he is interested in directing. I know nothing about this short film that he's directed, mm-hmm. but I would like to see what he would direct. I would like to see a feature-length film. I would like to see I him as a rival wedding planner in Made in Heaven. <laughs> I think that's a cool role that I just thought up. Yeah, I think I think he gives me kind of Emron Hashmi vibes. But less sleazy. Yes, and so kind of, I think you had said like he really needs like a streaming show. Like Emron Hashmi got Bar of Blood. I'm not saying he want, I want something like Bar of Blood because I didn't like the one episode we watched of Bar of Blood. But it would be nice, like I think I think a good streaming show would be. Maybe well, like a comedy that. show. Yeah. Like him getting into various hilarious boners. That would he be fun. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He could do comedy. Oh, yeah. And it might actually suit him better than Varun Dewan, who's like really like goes way too hard on comedy, especially like Cooley. He's really like trying too hard because that's mm-hmm. sort of what his dad's movies well, are no, like. He needs he needs something smart and clever like Deli Belly. Yeah. 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 He could do like, I don't know, a show about a reporter. Like in the in the Ruffalo's Got a No genre. <laughs> <laughs> sure. A hard nosed reporter trying to find something out and like, you know, drinking a lot and sleeping with girls. That was a show. Sure. Man, sure. why are we giving him all our good ideas? I don't know. But Imran Khan, where we, are you? We like him. I don't know. We I like, like him. I like him just fine. Yeah. I wish he was in more movies. Yeah, because again, I I think he's he's really charming. He's relatable. He's really... Re- exactly. Exactly. He's relatable. I don't know what it's like to be a Ranveer Singh, but I kind of get what it's like to be an Imran Khan. Like, you know. Hey, I've had I, similar experiences. He is relatable and uncontroversial. Yeah. 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 Just like me. Okay. I think uh, we want to wish everyone... We've talked for an hour and 15 minutes about Imran Khan's not even his most important movies. So you well, better... Well, Too is important. You better appreciate this Valentine's Day present we gave to you. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, lovers. Stay inside. Stay inside. Eat some cinnamon hearts. They're my all-time favorite candy. Buy them in bulk like I do and then enjoy them all year round. Uh... We're done. We'll be back in two weeks. What are we going to be discussing, Matt? Bachan. Yes, we are continuing on with our Bachan series. It's only series. been like four months this time. Yep. Not half a year. Yes, we are continuing on with our Bachan series. So it's eighty three through eighty six. Moving into the early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I think we're probably going to be able to get Cooley, the original Cooley. I think so. Yeah. You can find that, and then some more mid eighties stuff. So that's fun. Yeah, and I yeah. Also, I guess it's more mid '80s than early to mid '80s. Yeah, and I also recorded an interview with Brian Collins, one of the authors of a book called Bollywood Horrors. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a supplemental about that coming out soon. But it's a really interesting book about Bollywood horror movies viewed through a religious scholar lens. So quite like that. It'll be out soon too. So that will be in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod, Facebook.com/slash Bollywood for Lovers. Bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com Rate review on your favorite platforms. Apple's the best one, though. And if you don't do it in Apple or one of the bigger ones, just send us a DM on Twitter or something so we know. Yeah, if you want us to read your review and it's not on Apple Podcasts, please send it to us. We don't always see them. There's, 
I was just on there today adding us to more sort of agglomerator type things and there we're probably on like 30 different podcast platforms now mm-hmm. we can't yeah I I apologize if I haven't seen a review yeah uh, you can subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk. We're currently working on an episode about Mars attacking, so... <laughs> Wait, let me guess. You're watching Mars Attacks? Yes. Ah. I was gonna... Yeah. And The War of the Worlds. The original? Yeah. It's that Mars movie... and The War of the Worlds, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Extraterrestrials coming to Earth. Uh, yes. So... They're both Mars, Yeah. Yeah. Go listen to that if you're interested. I like both those movies quite a bit, actually. That's going to be a difficult one. I think so. It's it's going to be if you find Mars Attacks funny, basically. Yeah. That's going to be the decider for you. Uh, we want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. Uh, you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Ernie Fraser. You're at Matt underscore, underscore B-O-W-E-S. Matt Bose, that's your name. We're done. Don't, I love you. Don't wear it out. It's my name. Yeah. Uh... Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs>